Hello, and welcome to How Do You Drew? This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by thedrewzam.com. And sponsored by our friends at Positive Medium. I'm Anne. And I'm Ashley. And hello. We're back again. <laughs> We're back again. It feels like we just recorded. <laughs> oh, wait, we did. <laughs> That's right. We did. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this one early. So it's only been two days, right? A uh, few days, three days. Either yeah. way, if, if any huge news comes out, don't give us a hard time for not talking about it <laughs> yeah. on today's episode. <laughs> we are uh, low on news today because uh, not much happens in that span of time. But we're here. We're showing up. And you guys, honestly, if we didn't tell you, you probably wouldn't even know. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> we're just too honest. <laughs> we just don't want to you know be hiding anything we don't want to it's all about transparency I, I mean at some point maybe we'll get ahead by a couple episodes but oh my gosh right <laughs> the dream what a dream <laughs> but here we are today let's do this yes I found and this is a very strange coincidence but I found that Roger Ebert quote that we discussed in the last episode how we used to have in our header, we would have a good quote about Drew way back in the day on the Drew's on the Drewsium. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't find our like graphic. That's not how I found it. I somehow it was probably when I was doing Ever After research and I was going through like 1998 magazines. I found mm-hmm. an article that he had written like after he had seen Home Fries at the Toronto International Film Festival, and oh. he interviewed Drew there. So I had just read it. So I knew where to find it again. And oh, cool. yeah, so here's the quote. Um, and again, this is from 1998. He says, being in the room with her is like inhaling a shot in one of those oxygen bars. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. It's also, did those oxygen bars still exist? I don't know. That's a very like mid 2000s thing to me. Totally. So I'm like 98 seems early. <laughs> It does. I 98 seems early, but also like I haven't seen one in a really long time. So just Same. in case they don't exist anymore, it was like a thing where you could have like flavored oxygen. Yeah. And you would just like put it into your nose, right? I never did it. Okay. So I'm not sure. But either way, I agree that Drew, <laughs> being in a room with Drew is like inhaling a shot of oxygen. Like... <laughs> Breath of fresh air. It doesn't matter that I haven't done it. I can imagine that yeah. this is what it feels like. <laughs> you can tell it's accurate. Oh, and yes. Just another example of how like lovely he was about her. And he really seemed to like find her endearing, which yeah, I understand. Yeah, and like champion for her. I yeah, like. I love it. Yeah, so RIP. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, we got some mail. Yay. <laughs> You've got mail. So who sent us mail today? Our friend Katie. Oh, hi, Katie. We've mentioned her so much on the podcast. She's such an amazing supporter. Katie, we love you. And I'll go ahead and read what she wrote us. (laughs) She said, I'm manifesting this for you, Ash and Anne. Drew will follow you in 2023 and be a podcast guest for your 100th episode. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great because we'd actually had a discussion where we're like, should we aim for episode 100? But we both decided that seems too far away. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have another idea, but we'll just kind of keep it to ourselves until until we can get things closer. Yeah, good idea. But like, you know, the following part, you know, we'll just keep mentioning this until it's uh, rectified. But <laughs> Drew does not follow us on social media, even though she completely knows us and follows a lot of other fan accounts that are very inactive. We think it's an oversight. We're pretty sure if we told her, she'd be like, what? So... 
Anybody wants to take care of that for us, it'd feel real good. <laughs> Anybody who has the power and, you know, wants to just make that happen. That yeah, would be lovely. Put it out there. <laughs> and Katie, thank you for using your lovely power to try to make it happen. We, yeah. I believe in your power. <laughs> Katie has made some cool stuff happen for her life. So I'm sure that she can help make this happen for us. <laughs> Absolutely. So what's our Druism of the week? Oh, someone's picking up, you know, those cool little isms that we do. Okay, so I had to pull something that wasn't current, but it was kind of current because I just watched it. Somehow I missed this and you probably did too. So back in late 2021, Drew and her friend Pilar Valdez, they did this video for Cherry Bomb, which was the magazine they were on the cover of. Yeah. And they did this like Friendsgiving kind of interview. Okay. And Drew was talking about their text thread that they were sharing when they were like sharing recipes. (laughs) So this is what she said. It was a visual cornucopia of a dream state and a culinary fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's an amazing quote. It's perfect Druism. And also, I don't remember this cherry bomb video. I I totally did not know about it until I want to say maybe Drew Barrymore Rebel on Instagram had posted something about it recently. And I was like, what, how did I miss this? So I went and found it and watched it. And yeah, I thought cool. that was an amazingly Drew quote. <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to pull so many of these. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> okay. So what were you able to find for this week in Drew history? Again, we got lucky with the exact date that this is going to come out, which is January 24th. Mm-hmm. Let's take you back to 2009, which is a fun year for Drew. But also, like, I'm going to take us back. <laughs> like Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on this day, she was doing a press junket for He's Just Not That Into You. And I picked this one because I just really like her look here. So mm-hmm. she was really going, like, into this sort of 60s vibe in the beginning of 2009. With, like, yeah. the big sort of bouffanty hair. And she's wearing this sort of turquoisey blue dress and uh she still had a her lot tongue. of eyeliner yeah yeah she's yeah. got that like winged eyeliner uh just a totally different look from any other time in her life I would say and I'd say probably another reason you love it so much is her hair is like super blonde <laughs> uh yeah I do love love this look and uh this is a fun vibe that year I feel like we could do an episode just on her fashion that year let alone the events that transpired because totally she was just really having fun with her looks I wonder who her stylist was that year we should find out that's a good question also yeah she was having a lot of fun yeah so anyway that's a fun little one picked it uh it's not like super memorable but it's a unique look for her and she's super cute and looking foxy totally and if, yeah. and if you want to see this adorable look make sure you check out whatever selected picture we choose to share on the um episode page that's right and the episode pages are all on how do you drew.com in case you didn't Yay. get the memo <laughs> <laughs> all right you want to hear what's new with drew in the past two days <laughs> yeah, absolutely i do well this is a big one uh yesterday it was announced that the drew barrymore show has been renewed for a fourth season Yay! Yay! we're so proud of you it's pretty cool cool. I did I'm just speaking to her as if she's listening because we did ever after episode and everything's changed since then (laughs) (laughs) she's a regular listener now yes I did a little post on our Jerseyum account on Instagram just I'm not a post sorry a story and I tagged like a bunch of people that we follow who work on the show and a lot of them responded which I thought was really sweet awesome yeah 
That's so fun. That's, I mean, I think that's that being our only what's new for this week, I think is worth the price of admission. Is that what I want to say? <laughs> I think that's, I think it's basically like that's big enough that it can fill for sure the fact that if, even if we have anything else bigger than that, doubtful. Yeah, doubtful. And it's just great because we know how happy she is with this job and how much yes. she absolutely loves it. It's good to know that she can have that kind of like, ah, okay, we've got more coming. Like, I'm, totally. I'm happy for her. Yay. That's so great. I mean, like, that's so wonderful. I feel so, like, for her to be going into her fourth year of something. Yeah. You know, amazing. like, to be able to, like, she's always had projects other than, like, stints on TV shows. Like, yes, she had Tanaquita Diet, but, like, to have something that's, like, continuing when she's always had like a movie that she's had to come and go from or yeah. like know, a consistent job oh, like yeah a consistent cool. family of crew members i just oh. thought of oh <laughs> okay god she's right. probably so anyway, happy we're happy Yay, drew you. we love Yay. you dun 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 so we jinxed ourselves here by <laughs> doubting any big news would come up but here we are um and these are too important to wait so this is going to be a little bit of a rough kind of plug-in but we found it important enough so Ashley, go ahead with uh, news number one. Okay. I just, we wanted to get in here right now because the very, very, very popular Instagram account, Dumois, has been getting all kinds of messages about Drew's mystery man, who maybe she's still <laughs> seeing, maybe not. I don't know. It hasn't point. been made clear. But she has been getting a lot of comments about it. And she also spoke about it on her podcast. So she said that she knows who it is. She won't reveal the source. And she also said that Drew's just been really good to her. So she's not going to reveal it, which <laughs> is totally admirable. Yeah. We'll respect that. She said it that she didn't think it was someone that Drew had been linked to before, but that doesn't mean <laughs> those of us in the know <laughs> yep. wouldn't know better. Um, and that she'd never heard anything bad about this guy and that he was a popular actor in the nineties. So those were some new clues. We also already knew he was, smaller slight in stature yes um and that he doesn't live in new york and that he was someone from her past who she but did we know oh so she said it was someone from her past but yeah that and then dumois said she didn't think they've been linked romantically together right and i got said it. got it kind of the same thing where this wasn't going to be one of her exes like she made it yes. really clear that that wasn't the case yes. it was just someone she came across on a dating app another hint. yes so I've been talking with Renata, who's from Drew Barrymore, Brazil, and she's like the most resourceful, like she puts me to shame. <laughs> and she messaged a couple guesses to Jumois and was told, no, no, no. Like we can, I guess we can say now who our previous guest was. Do you want to say? Sure. It was Spike Jones. They had had a little brief, like at least they made out there were paparazzi pictures of them making out. <laughs> Is that right? I think at least kissing briefly or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, just made it just like a peck on the cheek or something. But we thought it was Spike Jones. So uh, then we're kind of going through all the potential and we were feeling really clueless. <laughs> and then we had a really good guess because you had a memory of something that really clinched it. <laughs> My memory was basically that I had come across this same person that we think it might be on Bumble when I was dating. Not that long ago, <laughs> right? Like within the last year? Within the last, I'm going to say probably about nine months ago. Yeah, that's what I thought. And, and that that clinched it for me. And then I will just say that Renata messaged this guest to Dumois, who would not, basically would only respond with some emojis that like the zippered mouth emoji. Yes. So 
whether or not it's true, obviously we can't verify. Yeah, we're we're gonna just respect, you know, Drew's privacy for Absolutely. now. I think she's gonna maybe just open up with it at some point. Like if I don't it's know. It's true what, and what if it think? continues, yeah, I think yeah. she can't help herself. Like the the way she spoke about this already, I could tell she was giddy and excited and saying more than she probably <laughs> planned on. Yep. But thumbs up for me if this is correct. Yeah, same here. Big thumbs up. <laughs> and we we do think this is probably the same person who's like been sending her postcards. Like right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's our little tease. I mean, like it's kind of a big tease, but it'll be fun to find out if we're right. Um, Follow the clues. Up... <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we'll say. <laughs> yes. Um, and now if I can move on to the next big news. So musician David Crosby passed away on January 18th at age 81. Um, and he had served a really important role in Drew's life after she was um, released from rehab. He was her sponsor, um, which if you're not familiar, it basically kind of means that they're like their support system kind of emotionally and through the process of recovery. And Jan Dance, his wife, was also served a big part in Drew's life at the same time, same kind of role. Drew lived with them for a short period. We don't know exactly how long, I don't think, do we? We might be able to piece it together once we really go hard on the little girl yes. last research. So, yes. So the um, a couple of tidbits that Ashley remembered and we kind of have put together some of our memories even though we haven't had a chance to do a reread of Little Girl Lost, is that um, David Crosby was the first man whose roof that Drew ever lived, lived under. So she never lived with her father. You know, she had this kind of father figure in Steven Spielberg, but she never lived there. They became kind of her surrogate family a bit. So yeah, David and Crosby I, and Jan Dance served kind of an important role. Her I life. remember her saying, like, he was the first man that she had to, like, follow the rules like they set a curfew they set rules for her and it was like oh this is new for me yep. <laughs> and obviously yep. she needed it and uh it was a very positive thing yep we spoke about this on an episode way in the beginning about him coming on and talking a little bit about having known her dad yep. and I think he, also her mom and knowing like that just that was not going to be the support system that she needed Yep. And I think we mentioned them because he appeared in one, at least one sort of biography show about Drew. Yeah. And talked about a little bit about like Drew's parents and that experience. I don't remember if he talks about in the show actually Drew living with him, but it was sort of like he kind of pops on as like somebody True. who's aware of what was going on with her. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, candid photos of them together in like 89, 90. So yep. it's very obvious that he was a big part of her life and yeah. we're kind of surprised she hasn't posted anything about it yet. Yeah. She might still just be absorbing it. True. The other thing that was kind of interesting to find out, which you found out is that if you search for Drew Barrymore, David Crosby on Google, what the only image of them together online is from our website. <laughs> yeah. It's like the only one that's actually, you know, it's not like spliced. Like yes. here's a picture of him, <laughs> like a real photo of them. Yes. Somebody took one of our scans and reposted it on Pinterest. And our, oh, okay. one of our old ugly watermarks is at the top of it. <laughs> nice. But this has encouraged us that we would like to tackle her rehab and recovery years relatively soon because it's a really huge part of her life. And it would be, we, we would be remiss not to at least go through Little Girl Lost soon. So uh, book yeah. club, anyone? <laughs> yeah. That would be fun if other people read it at the same time, yeah, but they would. have to find it. I told you it's like 
impossible to get now for that's true a reasonable price which is that's wild. true so strange anyway we're sad to hear about this yeah. news and we just wanted to make sure we included it in a timely manner yep so that was definitely worth it to pop in and uh, drop this in this episode and uh thanks for listening to our little um stumbled addition to this episode <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we get to go into this week's amazing topic. Yeah, so we kind of teased that this was on our uh, radar as something we were going to do. And uh, we're doing it. We're going to talk about when Drew hosted Saturday Night Live in 1999. Woohoo! Real good one. I think, and this is probably coming from like a sentimental nostalgia place, but I think this is my favorite of all of her hosting duties. Watching it again, I think that there are like little skits from other ones that I remember, but all yes. like many of these are super memorable and many of them I like quote from. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. I think I think it might be my favorite of hers too. And probably like when you just said about quoting it often, I feel like I probably watch not probably, I definitely rewatched this more than any of the others. Like I've seen this so many times. So it is like just more in my head. I think so too. I was trying to remember like how I would have rewatched it, but either way, maybe we'll get into like our own watching at some point. I'm sure this. you had it on tape, like I did. I'm sure I did too. I just don't remember like putting in my tapes, but I bet I did. Oh, I I know you did because we used to do it at your house together. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. It happened. <laughs> That's awesome. So so we do we want to go into like kind of her history with SNL a little bit? Yeah, because it's extensive. And I do want to give a little shout out again to the podcast Saturday Night Live Hall of Fame, SNL uh-huh. Hall of Fame, I believe it's called, um, because they definitely were part of the inspiration for this when they did their episode about Drew. So thanks, guys. So one cool thing is that SNL debuted the year Drew was born, 1975. So she's the same age as the show. <laughs> That's so cool. I don't know if I ever realized that. That's fun. And then it's also a trip to think that it was only seven years later that she hosted. (laughs) Yeah, they were both seven, her and the show. (laughs) (laughs) And I was trying to remember if this, if she still is the youngest person that's ever hosted. I believe she is, right? She is. Yeah, she still holds that record and she's proud of it. Yeah, that's so cool. So she was literally seven years old, just having, you know, released E.T., this little Barrymore. (laughs) (laughs) Baby Barrymore. I mean, we might be able to go and do this episode at some point because there's lots of fun little things. But one of the most memorable, I feel like that's either in like specials that have been done about her, but one of the things she says in the, the, what do they call it? The The monologue. monologue? Yeah. Yeah. Like she doesn't do a typical monologue. She's just being like interviewed kind of by one of the other, by one of the cast members. She's like, would you like uh, something to drink? Like a glass of milk or something? <laughs> oh, she, yeah, that's yeah. the cold open, yes. Hey, come on, can I get you a glass of milk, honey? Milk? I'm a Barrymore. Get me a drink and make it a double. <laughs> and make it a double. <laughs> I feel Which like is we like, quote that one a yeah, lot, too. <laughs> it's ominous, but like... You look back and you're like, ooh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, we won't talk too much more about the 82 one, but the, uh, yeah, I yeah. Think the other thing that we say a lot is the uh, skit with E.T., which I think is the funniest one. And Drew I says, I him. killed him. <laughs> I killed the little sucker. Also the New Jersey thing. Yeah. I don't want to go to New Jersey. It smells like cheese. 
<laughs> okay, oh, moving on. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, 1999, 17 years later, she hosted Saturday Night Live again for the second time. It's crazy that... It's like so crazy. Yeah, that's such a long gap. But yeah, we, we'll go through a couple other little facts about like the show and then we'll move on to the episode. So yeah. what else we got? Well, I was going to just be selfish and personally say her first episode in 1982 is the year I was born so I was 17 when she hosted again in 99 oh that's so cool (laughs) yeah um all right Drew also holds another record she was the first woman to ever host six times and that's now been tied with Tina Fey and Scarlett Johansson they've tied that but that's pretty awesome I love that it's also like (laughs) I don't want to really downplay Tina Fey and Scarlett Johansson but I'm like Tina Fey was a cast member does right. it count? Like, yes, of course it does. And then Scarlett Johansson's like married to one of the one of the True. people in the cast. So it's like Drew's the other one that legit has it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, on her own merit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so beyond those those six hostings, she also made um several cameo appearances. One being as Ann Coulter when Cameron Diaz hosted in 2005, and another um, on Weekend Update mocking her 2006 Golden Globes dress, where she like <laughs> kind of famously she maybe wasn't wearing a bra, and it's pretty funny. I, I think that's a really funny skit. I love that they played off that. I think at the time Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were doing Weekend Update. Yeah, that's right, and it's just a great example of Drew taking something where she was kind of made fun of pretty mercilessly and turning it around and having fun with it yeah totally and then um also when they had a five timers club with jonah hill in 2018 which they do so if someone's like hosts for their fifth time i think they like all have like little jackets that they wear right that have (laughs) like a five on them and i think it's like Tom Hanks is one of them. So apparently Jonah Hill must have been kind of quote unquote inducted into the five timers club and then Drew showed up. Yeah. And you know what? This just reminded me, we don't have notes on it, but she also appeared on the cover of The Hollywood Reporter with other five timers. And I like just posted a picture from that photo shoot on our Instagram and I completely forgot. Oh, cool. I forgot that that was a five timers club thing. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. She's also been impersonated many, many times on the show. There was one way back in the early 90s. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It was like, I think it's supposed to be like former child stars. Okay. Gone bad, all hanging out or something like that. And (laughs) one of the cast members at that time, I'm not even sure who it was without checking. She was like kind of poison ivy looking Drew. Oh, funny. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it definitely like doesn't have Drew vibes. It's just kind of the look, you know? Okay. But yeah, also Kristen Wiig has done it at least like three times, I think. And she, to me, is probably the best example on this list. Okay. We've talked about Kate Hudson. Katie Holmes yep. did it once. Chloe Feynman, of course, recently. And there's even been more than that. So she's very tied to the show. <laughs> totally. And can you just kind of refresh my memory on the Kristen Wiig? Like, yeah. What's the context of it? So there's one that I think was the Prince show. And... I think that was the first time she did it and it she has like dark hair. So we're talking probably like 2005 or six. Okay. And the only thing I really remember is she says something about like having dinner with Fabrizio and Lucy Liu and like the way she okay. pronounces it is just spot on. And then there's the Zoe Deschanel being quirky show. Oh, okay. That one's really funny because she's like talking about what she would name her children in the future or something like that. And she says, <laughs> she says, 
And if I had a girl, I would name her It's a family name that my grandfather John Barrymore made up by falling asleep on an old typewriter. I know. Oh my god, I I am thinking I maybe have never seen either of those. Oh my gosh. And then I forgot about this until I listened to that SNL Hall of Fame podcast, but when Drew hosted the last time in 2009, yeah. In the uh, monologue, I had totally forgotten this. They did like, oh, here's my old relatives in, in their old movies. Oh my God, I loved that one. Yeah, you remember? And they were all talking like Drew. Yes. <laughs> to varying degrees of success, but. <laughs> yes, it was funny though. It was really funny. Yeah, but Kristen Wiig definitely, I think from like knowing Drew personally and she just has a good ear for like yes. her, I can hear her voice and go like, yeah, some of this is really accurate. We actually have some super rare footage of my great aunt Ethel Barrymore performing at the Lysum Theater in Henry Ibsen's A Doll's House. How unreasonable and how ungrateful you are, Nora. Have you not been happy here? You see, Torvald, at first I thought I was happy, but it has never been so. <laughs> That is what our marriage has been, Torvald. Okay, so the last little tidbit before we jump into more about the actual episode. Drew also attended the 25th anniversary of the show in 1999. They did a special. And I think Bill Murray hosted it, if I'm recalling right. But okay. I don't, do you remember this? Like Drew's in the audience and he starts singing uh, TLC's Waterfalls, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls to her. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I remember like there being a thought and I'm not sure where this came from, if it was like a gossip magazine or what, but that it was possible he was kind of referring to the fact she was trying to cast him as Bosley and Charlie's Angels at that time. And he was okay. basically like, you're not going to get me, but. But then they him. got him. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. I like it. I wonder, I, I'd want to watch it again and see if it's like, it seems obvious what the context is supposed to be for him singing that to her. Or if it's just like vague and only like at that time, they, only they would have known that, right? True. You know? Yeah. Anyway, last thing before we jump in is that the last time Drew hosted Saturday Night Live was unfortunately 2009. And what I was going to say when you said that maybe the 1999 is your favorite is I just can't help but think about from, I think, 2009, the exercise video one. Yeah, I think that one's 2007, but you're right. That you is right. one of the best skits for sure. That one's so good. Um, make sure you check out the episode page because we'll post at least one picture from each of her hosting gigs on Saturday Night Live, but we'll have many pictures from the episode that we're discussing today, which is from March 20th, 1999. So let's get into it. Yeah, we should also mention that you can watch most of this episode on NBC's Peacock. Yes. Most of the episode. And we'll yep. tell you what's missing as we go along. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty cool that you can do that. So if you guys haven't watched in a while and you want to watch and watch along with us, go check it out. It's it's worth it. It's fun. Also, just know if you want to look at archive.org, they actually have like a less high quality version of it that has some of the missing pieces, which we'll discuss. So if you want to see the whole thing. Yeah, it's basically like a VHS rip. Like probably yep. exactly what we have recorded somewhere. <laughs> and and actually, I, w I kind of wish it had the commercials. I know that I know. seems silly. <laughs> I thought that too, because they, they kept like starting and then cutting off. Yep. I was like, oh, I would yep. love to watch these commercials. <laughs> okay, so that's how you can watch. Let's get down to it. Howdy, Howdy Drewbies. Drewbies. 
We want to tell you about our sponsor, Positive Medium. We've actually been clients of theirs for at least 10 years, and they take care of all of our website needs for thejerseum.com. They offer custom web design and professional coding, search engine optimization, marketing, and hosting. So we've been hosted by them, but we've also been able to take advantage of a lot of their expertise in these other areas as well. Absolutely. So customer service is the biggest draw for us with this company. They have saved our site literally from obliteration quite a yep. few times, but then they also help us with minor issues in just like literally a matter of minutes. So if we have like a coding question or just like something on the back end we can't figure out, we reach out to them and we get an answer back and the issue is solved within moments. We're so excited that Positive Medium is allowing us to offer our listeners 25% off managed WordPress hosting plans using our promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, of course. Um, and if you want to take advantage of this, visit positivemedium.com. We really, really vouch for these people. They've been so great to us and will continue to be great to us, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, they're great by offering this to our listeners. So take advantage. Again, it's promo code DREW, of course. <laughs> We're going to go back to March 20th, 1999. And the, the cool thing about this, oh, there we go again. <laughs> the crazy thing about this is that Drew, the next day, so that was Saturday, obviously, on Sunday, she was out in LA attending the Oscars with Edward Norton. Like, that's what a trip. Wild, right? That does not seem like in my head it makes sense, but <laughs> it doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> we were in it at this time. So I know. we must have known that. Like, oh, it's just a trip. Like, it was such a great time. <laughs> Gosh. And I love that an Oscars look. We don't have to get into it, but uh, okay. I know. <laughs> so the musical guest for this episode was Garbage. Yeah. You and I both love Garbage, so that was really fun. Yeah. I just want to note that it always seemed like Drew was more prepared than a lot of other hosts. And I'm not trying to like be rude. Like, but a lot of times you see the hosts, like you can tell they're reading cue cards and I know yeah. that they make changes like very last minute. And sometimes that's really difficult and maybe unavoidable, yeah. but Drew never does that. She always seems so prepared when she hosts and this one, yep. like she doesn't miss a beat. Like she is in it and on top of everything the whole time. It's just so You're good. right. I think that she just blended in so well. Yeah. For some reason, like I don't, I could never obviously see her as a cast member, but she just like, she's been so great on every time she's done it. And I think sometimes people are much more nervous. Like, yeah. I don't even, she maybe seems a little bit nervous in the monologue, but beyond that. Yeah. I think there's like a giddy excitement that's yeah, a little bit But she just seems like she's having an amazing time. Like yeah, a I think she was. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember watching this for the first time? Not explicitly. Like I've okay. seen it so many times that I'm not, yeah. I don't remember that like specific things about the first time. I do kind of remember this is like unrelated, but somewhat related. Do you remember that? Like I had a TiVo like for a of long course. time before, before a lot of people had DVRs. <laughs> because you and... were always ahead on that type of stuff. Yes. yes. And there was an episode. I don't think it was this one. 2002. Was she on 2002? 2001 but you didn't have that one because I had to look into that another time <laughs> or Wait, maybe I'll mean? just say it now you couldn't watch it because my mom deleted it from our DVR oh is that what happened yeah do you not remember like okay I don't remember that part all I remember is that the janky way I shared it with you was I took photos of my tv screen 
And I used my horrible little computer mic to record the audio. For you people. did? Yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah, but I'll just go back and kind of finish what I was trying to say. It was basically like the reason you had to do that is because <laughs> my mom was trying to make space on the DVR and oh. I hadn't had a chance to watch it. So it was like either the next day or like two days later. And I freaked out. Like, I was like, I can't believe you would do that. Like, anything related to Drew. Like, I was, like, so mad and so mean to my mom because she deleted it. I mean, this was a different time, you guys. If something got deleted, you're done. Like, good yeah, luck ever no watching way. it again. We didn't but, know the internet was going to come out with all of these things in the future. Absolutely. But here's the interesting thing about that is that when I finally was able to record it, it wasn't the first airing. Yes. And oftentimes when Saturday Night Live does a second airing of something, they put in stuff from the um, dress rehearsal. Yes. So I had dress rehearsal versions of stuff and she had like different wigs and like, yes. it was crazy. So the version I have of the 2001 is different than the first night. That's and that's cool. just something like that's I have actually like thought about that. Like I want to like compare them. Well, you know, what's funny is I noticed going through our, like, we have really nice high quality photos from this 99 episode, Yeah, you know, like the press photos or whatever. And they're all, at least I can assume all uh, from the dress rehearsal. There's things that are different, like her hair and her clothing, even like it's, a, yeah, it's very, it's pretty cool. That's cool. And before we move on, do you remember watching it? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, the thing that I remember, so this was like, whoa, am I like really into Drew at this time, right? Like, it's like, I'm obsessed at this point. Yeah. And uh, I was a senior in high school and I remember, I don't remember any of the details of where I was or who I was with, but I was at a party and I had like, you know, my VHS was all set up to record. So that wasn't a problem, but <laughs> I think I just like, wasn't feeling where I was like the party. And I was like, God, I'd so much rather go home and watch Drew's SNL. So I like peaced out and went home to watch this. <laughs> yes. And then I remember in YM magazine, do you remember this clipping where it was like an advice column and somebody wrote it and said, like, I'm really obsessed with Drew Barrymore. Am I okay? <laughs> I remember that the answer said some nice <laughs> things, but then it said, like, if you're avoiding spending time with your friends so you can watch Drew instead. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that's me. <laughs> that is amazing, actually. <laughs> I felt very called out. <laughs> you're like, did I write that? <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Do you have That's that really clipping? Because I only like cut out the photo from it. Do you know the one I'm talking about? It's like a I girl looking at I a do. framed picture of Drew all like, huh. I don't know if I do. <laughs> Is it an illustration or a photograph? No, it's a photo. And like, I remember people <laughs> thinking it was me. <laughs> no, are you serious? Yeah, because she's blonde and you can only see her from like the side. Was it like your friends? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, man. We're really going down memory lane. <laughs> yeah. And we haven't even started talking about I know. the episode Whoops. yet. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's okay. try to focus. Um, we don't want to forget to mention. So I think they call these bumper photos, the pictures that come mm -hmm. up before the commercials or after the commercials. Yep. It's like they lead into each separate skit. Yeah. And the one thing that's really neat about them on every SNL episode is they do a unique set of like a whole photo shoot yeah, for it's, that episode. <laughs> it's like a nice bonus that we get. Yes. <laughs> Way cool. Um, So they're 
done by Mary Ellen Matthews. I think she's still doing them all. Like she's been doing them forever. As far as I know, I don't think she did Drew's 82 ones, but I think she's done all the other ones. That's awesome. Yeah. This one is adorable. Of course. We're like in peak, like cutesy, wholesome Drew era, I guess. I don't know how else to explain it. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. And these are really cute. A couple of them, maybe only one of them was printed in a magazine, but otherwise they're completely unique to the Saturday Night Live episode. And the funny thing about them, and I I feel like I remember recognizing this at the time or maybe soon after, but she's got some sort of headwear in every single picture, whether it's a hat (laughs) or a headband or uh, whatever it is. Yeah, every single one. I'm like, that was an interesting choice. I wonder why. Do you have a favorite? I mean, I really love the one where she's wearing like, and we don't have a good quality one of this, but she's wearing like a headband and she's kind of holding her um, hands by her face and looking up to the side. That one's really beautiful. I don't think it's my favorite. I don't Is that kind of the flappery one? It's like a embroidered headband that just goes across her forehead. I guess it's flapperish. Yeah. It kind of looks flapperish because there's like a, there's like pearls around her neck. Oh yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, between that one and I also love the one where she's wearing like the feathery thing around her neck and yeah. also has like kind of like a hat. Those two I really love, but there are several of them. It's kind of actually surprising how many there are. They're so cute. And they're so cute. Yeah, and we'll throw a couple in the episode page. Go check them out. Definitely. Don't miss them. Okay, so are we ready for this? Yeah, why don't you start with the cold open? Okay, <laughs> so the cold open. I remembered this well for some yeah. reason. Totally. So it's it's supposed to be the Oscars red carpet and it's with Joan Rivers and they have um, Joan Rivers like she keeps sending the like, OK, back to you. And she sent it to her daughter, Melissa, which that was one of the funny things about it. Yeah. I don't even need to get into that part, but that's that's funny. So they're like like their dynamic was always really funny. So if you're if you're familiar with that, you'll kind of know like that it's funny anyway. Yeah, it was accurate. <laughs> yeah. And then one interesting thing, and I, I knew this as well, is that hosts don't often appear in the cold open. Um, in this case, Drew does. And she appears as Cher. And she's wearing like this like <laughs> strappy black outfit. And I think it's like modeled straight after something Cher wore, right? I mean, it definitely has the right vibe, if yeah. nothing else. She's got like big black boots on. <laughs> yeah. It's very different for Drew. <laughs> it's yeah, so funny. You. Cherokee and half rubber. Who are you wearing? It's my own design. Oh, you look like a spider hooker. Joan, we go through this every year. I don't care what you think. She's wearing like long black wig, like totally share like, and she's got like these like iridescent kind of like things coming out of her hair. Like it's very, it's amazing. And Drew's doing like a great kind of share voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Very different for her. So I mentioned that outfit, but then one thing that that comes into play with the outfit, and <laughs> I I mean you got to just watch this. But Joan Rivers, the you know Anna Gustar is Joan Rivers, is that right? Yeah. So she's like slowly transforming into like a demon, <laughs> and she like first is like some somebody like walks up. I think it's supposed to be like a Tom Hanks, and he's like something smells strange. It smells kind of like it's rotting, and then slowly like. Joan Rivers like starts to like hiss and then her teeth change and then she like has wings and I think by the time she's like almost fully demon is when Cher, Drew as Cher comes up and then when she like starts to like transform (laughs) Drew as Cher like pulls out this cross like a huge cross she's wearing on the like as a necklace. Cher 
You've got a hit single. You sang at the Super Bowl. Your career's back on track. Why? 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 Back. <laughs> back. Back. And then takes off running. I also wonder if she runs because she needs to haul butt backstage to get changed for the monologue, which is why the hosts normally aren't in the cold open because they they need time to repair. But, you know, Drew, she's like, I'll do it. (laughs) I didn't even think about that just because it's like real time. Basically, they're having to transform. So she had to have had her hair done the way it is in the monologue underneath that wig. wig. (laughs) That's such a a funny thought. All right, let's get into the monologue, which Uh, I love. The monologue is definitely like this one is so near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Me too. I was like singing along to it. Yeah, I know the whole thing by heart. I think part of it is because like we were so getting so knowledgeable about her at this time, but like yes. we're still newbie droobies, right? So yeah. when they basically do like a bio of her life in a song, it was like so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also remember that that newsletter that we were both a uh, part of like transcribed the whole thing in one of the newsletters and I thought oh my god (laughs) okay so So, uh Drew's wearing this long black dress uh there's kind of like this I don't know if I call it like a cape or a shrug around it as well it seems like it's part of the dress to me but I'm not sure it's pretty but I don't know if you remember seeing like noticing this at first that like there's a brief shot of her from the back and it's like there's this huge hole in the back of the dress around her jade tattoo and that comes into play and there's a point uh she also has a headband which I was thinking she never wears headbands that's like such a different thing for her in fact the only example I can think of is doppelganger which I think was probably just a help with the hairpiece. <laughs> yeah how funny but it's cute yeah I, I don't even think I actually even really noticed the headband but yeah it's just like different for yeah. her yeah I also have a feeling that Kate Hudson might have used this part for her impression because oh. the mannerisms are really similar and like the way she's like thank you like it sounds so much like Kate's version that's a good call that's so funny so I think that would make a lot of sense like I could see them easily pulling up that footage for Kate to see right Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah Yeah. um okay so she's like thanks the audience you know a hundred times but finally they get around to talking about her 1982 hosting and how she was the youngest person they show the clip of uh that guy asking her if she likes video games (laughs) yeah You like video games? I love video games. If I have time of off and someone says I can go arcade, I say terrific anytime. So cute. Uh, so cute. And then they do a song about her life. Before we talk about the song, do you remember when she went on the Rosie O'Donnell show like a couple weeks later and Rosie was like so mad that the chorus of the song doesn't rhyme? I think she even like came up with some yeah. options of how they yeah, could have made said, it rhyme. Life hasn't even up the score for Miss Drew Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Anyway, it always makes me laugh when I hear it now because that's like how I hear it. <laughs> There are so many fun little tidbits. I mean, you just have to like check out the entire thing. And um, we'll just kind of highlight a couple of things. So Chris Catan comes out <laughs> dressed as a whiskey bottle. Now in my younger days, my life was like a haze. I used to drink a lot and then I smoked some pot. She drink and smoked all night and it was out of sight. 
and everything was great, but she was only eight. Like what? The pretty funky hands from Miss Drew Barrymore. That's so funny. <laughs> they go through that she went to rehab and then her marriage to Jeremy Thomas, who's just referred to as a British gent. Yes, and I <laughs> that... think they say something like, kind of an accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. They talk about poison ivy. But then suddenly, I was a double D. I got a movie called Poison Ivy. She went on that. And the Letterman flashing. Sherry O'Terry comes out and does like a little flashing, which is great. <laughs> she's got like tassels on her bra. Oh, yeah, that's like... right. <laughs> yeah, the little bit about vegetarianism is really cute. And then they talk about Playboy, and I think that's when the tattoo comes up. Yeah. Yep. So, like, that, um, I don't remember the full line, but they say she has a tattoo just above her can. A Playboy's bread was excellent. She's got a tattoo just above her can. <laughs> and then she turns around and points to the tattoo that's been exposed by this little hole in the dress, like Ashley mentioned. Oh, so cute. And then this is so great. It's uh, Jimmy Fallon comes out as Adam's. Sandler in the wedding singer with like the blue jacket and all that and yep. does that. Then me and Adam made the wedding singer. She's back in movies, back on the eighties. It would be so nice if you also had never been kissed. And it's just so fun to see them together. He does a couple skits, which is unusual because he was just a featured player. Yeah, I didn't even remember that he was in it. Like, I kind of forgot, even though I totally, like, when I think back, I'm like, oh, yeah, he was there as Adam. But well, he's so young. Like, he's he really young. so different. And also, they had, like, actual full skits together when she came back years later. True. So yeah. it's, like, cool to think about. I know. It is really just fun to, like, think, like, oh, he's going to marry Nancy one day, and they're going to be, know. like, you know? It's just fun. Yeah. Like, oh. this is, like, six years before that happened. Like, that's yeah. a trip. Or oh, more. I don't know when yeah. they actually got married, but I think they met in like 2005 or something. Oh, they got married so. in 2008 because remember she brought Justin as her there date. You go. Yep. So anyway, that's the monologue. Oh my God, it's so great. It's monologue so is like classic, amazing, and totally holds up. Like, yeah, it's fantastic from beginning to end. <laughs> so the first like actual skit post monologue. <laughs> We have Celebrity Jeopardy, which like Celebrity Jeopardy with Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek. So great every time. Yeah. They're always ridiculous. And I think Daryl Hammond does Sean Connery in all of them. Every time. I know that was I like a so reoccurring too. thing, right? Yeah. It was done at least three times with Alex Trebek um, played by Will Ferrell. So okay. in this, um, Drew is Callista Flockhart. And they make a lot of jokes kind of about how thin and tiny she is. It's which a little body It's a little shaming. cringy. Yeah. yeah, it's a little cringy to me. But to make her look like her, she's like kind of like like has her shoulders sort of like slunk down. And then she's got her um, cheeks kind of sucked in to make her look a little thinner. Yeah, I was thinking it's kind of funny that she does Callista because Callista comes on the next year and impersonates Cameron Diaz really well, like a really good Cameron impersonation. <laughs> they did like Charlie's Angels on Weekend Update and they're all like playing with their hair and being like really affectionate and that's the whole joke. And the, and the guys are like, I think it might have been, I don't know if it was Jimmy Fallon at that time. Whoever the guy is, is just like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Callista does such a good Cameron Diaz, like. 
weird, right? Like you wouldn't think, but she nailed it. That is super random. I didn't, I haven't seen that, but that's great. I don't, I don't, this is not like a burn on Drew or anything, but I don't think it was a great impression of Callista yeah, necessarily. Or she's, but the thing is like that everyone else is, I shouldn't say everyone else is so strong. Well, yes. Yeah, they are. I would say that <laughs> Will Ferrell and Daryl Hammond, like, I mean, they carry this whole skit every time well, they do and it. Jimmy but then Jimmy Nick Fallon, Cage yes. Is so good too. Okay. And I think I misspoke a minute ago because I thought they weren't in a skit together, but they were here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the things I remember the most, like I, I made these notes without even watching it this part. Yeah. Like I, cause I feel like we say it, they ask like uh, months that begin with Feb. This is the only month that starts with Feb. <laughs> Mr. Connery. Febtober. <laughs> no. Callista Flockhart. What is... Feb today? No. She said turd. <laughs> I hate you. The answer was February. <laughs> so good. And then, of course, the pen is mightier. It's, yep. you know, the pen is mightier, but he reads it as the penis mightier and it goes on yep. this whole thing. And Nick Cage is asking, wait, are you selling penis mightiers? <laughs> yeah it's so really good. silly it's really silly but like as i was watching it i was like oh this is great this is great yeah um worth i mean this this i was like this holds up like it's drew's cute but like she's not the strongest part of this skit like there True. are better skits of her in, yeah. in the rest of the episode agreed yeah next up we have a banana republic store uh, <laughs> skit and this one speaks to me i always used to think about it a lot i worked um in a clothing store for many years as like a manager and I just would think about this all the time because the whole point <laughs> is how they're greeting people. So yeah. they, Drew is working there and she goes up to everybody and says, Hello, how are you doing today? She's got those cute little butterfly clips in her hair, which is so funny. So of the time. Yeah. And when I saw the clips, I felt I was like, oh, that seems like it's that that would have been like out of touch by then. But no, it was like that was like really popular then to put yeah. those tiny butterfly clips in your hair. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I I also come from a retail background, so I'm familiar with the, like, did you greet the people as they walked right. by you? <laughs> have you noticed, this is total sidebar, um, have you noticed the way that people greet at all stores now, what they say? It's not this. Mm. They all say, welcome in. Watch, start noticing it. Every store you go in now, that's how they greet people. Welcome in. It's the weirdest thing. It's always welcome in. Yeah. Not welcome. Welcome in. <laughs> Weird. I know. Anyway, <laughs> I actually love this whole skit. It's so like kind of random and accurate. I love when uh, she's like, I don't know how this guy is doing. Wait a minute. You don't know how he's doing. <laughs> no, I have absolutely no idea. Well, you asked him, didn't you? Well, of course I asked him. I'm not an amateur. <laughs> Chris Catan is so funny in this skit. Like his mannerisms when he like throws all the sweaters yes! off. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yeah. So that like I think the beginning is kind of like, uh, this is a little bit like I understand what's happening. Like I understand, but I was kind of like, this is kind of lame until Chris Catan throws the sweaters off and it's calls like Will Ferrell. Panic. Yeah. It's like an alarm goes on. Yes. Yeah. They have like a red phone. It's so good. And Will Ferrell's so good coming in as the manager. He's like smoking and then he yeah. throws a cigarette on the ground. He's like, and I'm going to need a it. cup of coffee. 
<laughs> yeah. And then he's drinking it and like banging on the door. Yeah. But it's funny. Drew is adorable. I love the little thing Drew has tied around her neck, like a yeah, little Yeah, like a little scarf. It's, it's like cute. a little ascot. Yeah. She looks cute. And like like you said, and how I, I feel too, like we can relate to this kind of like you gotta ask and you gotta like yeah. customer service, customer service. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So so they have three little bits throughout the episode where they do like fake VH1 behind the musics. And this one is the only one I think that has Drew in it. But there's yeah. one later that we'll mention. So Drew and Edward Norton shows up. They play Captain and Tennille. <laughs> and it's really cute. They kind of are like insinuating that the captain like thinks that the album that they did was like really, really great. And... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are they laughing? I... They're not laughing. Well, they're sort of snickering a little bit. No. Uh. <laughs> they look so cute in this. I know. And the cool thing is, you know, it's not, like, very blatantly obvious it's him. Because he's got, like, the, yes. the captain's hat and some sunglasses on. And I definitely remember realizing it was him. I don't remember how. And yep. this feels like... This and then him being with Drew at the Oscars the next day, like this is what pushed me into like really getting into him. And that's oh, like cool. why I went and saw Fight Club. It's like this was and, the, yeah, I was just gonna say this was right before Fight Club came yeah, out. Yeah. 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 I love when she says a captain is just like a sergeant. They're both in the armed forces of music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this one is missing from Peacock, which is so that's annoying. Right. I think the music is playing quietly in the background, like a oh, licensed music. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. So if you want to watch this one, go to what Anne found on archive.org. You can watch it. It's fun. It's really <laughs> okay, fun. Okay. Um, the next skit is the How Do You Say Ah Yes show with Antonio Banderas. This yeah. is a, like a reoccurring thing. I remember at that time, um, okay. Chris Kattan is Antonio. And then Drew comes in as Melanie Griffith. And this is probably uh -huh. like one of my lesser favorite ones. Me too. Yeah. It's just like, I guess the whole joke is his like broken English the whole time, which I feel a little like, eh it's okay now and he keeps kind of like putting down melanie griffith like yeah like very rude he like says like nice things about her her like lips but then or no maybe he doesn't like her lips he's like they're two pieces of licorice something something yeah. <laughs> and then she's like kind of like showing her body to him as if like that's like oh honey mm -hmm. like re like showing her chest yeah drew is cute in it but it is a little bit like ee. yeah <laughs> I did read, though, that supposedly Chris Kattan got into a little bit of trouble after this because very last minute he, like, put that hair on his upper legs to make it look like it was coming out of his underwear and, like, didn't get the okay to do that. Oops. <laughs> so that's kind of I wonder funny. why. Like, got in trouble, like, just by Lord Michaels or something? Yeah, or just... that's what it sounded like. I okay. don't know if it's because okay. he, like, changed the rules or because that was a little risque or who knows. Okay. Yeah. I think it's funny. Like, the skit itself, I'm like, eh, whatever about. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Fallon, though, is really cute in it because he's part of the band. <laughs> yeah. And Too he, sexy. like, yeah, <laughs> he keeps, like, trying to, like, convince him not to take off his clothes because the whole thing is, like, Antonio Banderas is t so sexy that it's, like, dangerous if he takes his right. clothes off. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You don't have anything to prove. You're a very sexy man. 
It is getting hot in here, no? Uh, well, I think I'll just... No, no, I don't do it! It's too sexy, my friend! Too sexy, don't do it! <laughs> yeah, that part's cool. Okay, so then, um, <laughs> this is fun. So, Garbage was a musical guest, as we noted, and um, this little bit of her introducing Garbage has, has been used in memes. Yeah. So, in it, she says, Ladies and gentlemen, the very sexy Garbage. <laughs> and I've seen it. I'm sure you've seen the same thing. Yeah. It says something like, when when a girl introduces their friends to their new boyfriend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that's funny. Like that. I don't think I've seen it in that um, that usage of it, but it's that's good. I did know it was like a meme, which is like so random that somebody picked up on that, you know, somewhere along the line. But yep, yeah. And this part is also missing from Peacock, we should mention. So yes, again, probably music licensing. There is like a Twitter. Yes, I I know about this. Yes, where they just have the the people introducing the musical guests. Such a fun like niche little account. I love that. Yes, it's totally cool. But I was like, oh, if it's missing from Peacock, they're probably using archive.org footage. Like I just realized. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but anyway, it's kind of fun. Maybe we can find that and link to it as well. Okay, um, next up we have another skit, and this one is Dog Show, which I really enjoy yes. in general. But there's some things in this one. Up. It's funny Turns to out look- there's a little bit of problematic yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> looking back on even 1999, which, you know, if you're our age, doesn't feel like that long ago. If you're young, it probably does. But yes, it's problematic, but not the most problematic. No, not the most. <laughs> we'll get to that. I think we both always quote this Will Ferrell line from here, though, yes. right? Yeah, so uh, Molly Shannon's character is, like, claiming that he's gay. Maybe I find an evening of olding hands just as intimate. That's because you're gay. <laughs> maybe I am, and maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we quote that one a lot. I think so, too. There are two dogs that are being married that are that were are the dogs or they're being introduced by Molly Shannon's character and Will Ferrell's character. Hilarious in its own right, like yeah. everything about that. And then Drew comes in. She's a she-male, quote unquote, kind of problematic. Not our words. And she comes in and she's like got her hair slicked back. She's kind of wearing like a masculine outfit. I think she looks amazing. She has like this really, really cool like mustache. It <laughs> yeah. reminds me of that 1991 or two. Oh, that's so funny. Photo shoot. I just, yeah. And then also, isn't there another thing from like 1999 yeah. where she's got a mustache? Yes. So I almost made a note about this, but I erased it. It always reminded me of that 1999. It's an Ellen Von Unworth shoot that was done for Talk Magazine. And yes. she's like supposed to be Douglas Fairbanks Jr., I believe. Yes. But then I'm also thinking of like the earlier, is yeah. it 91? Yeah. Interview. Where they like have the close up of her. Anyway. And then Drew is supposed to be officiating the wedding or her dog is supposed to be officiating the wedding. Attention. My name is Little Mr. Miami Beach, and I have a fully licensed Unitarian minister. We are gathered here today to join Rocky Balboa and the beautiful Mr. Bojangles in holy matrimony. I do love how she talks in this. Me too. Yeah. So weird. (laughs) It's so great. So, so great. 
one thing that's that's really neat in this i love that you made this note so drew had worked with a couple of the cast members in the skit so she had done never been kissed with molly shannon which was going to be released the next month she had done um, with tim meadows had done all of the other reindeer later that year yeah and then she did curious george with will ferrell a few a few years later yeah so that's, that's really cool i like that. i was like really kind of stoked imagining like how molly shannon and drew had already become good friends <laughs> yeah it was like you can t- i mean well i guess because of the next part it's also really fun to imagine <laughs> yeah you can definitely tell their friends yeah so they have this like kiss and i was actually surprised to think back and not remember this being made a big deal of because yeah yep. the next day she briefly pecks Liv tyler on the oscars and that photo is everywhere <laughs> like that's right drew's bisexual and you know tabloids it's just funny like that they they should have gone all in and included this if they wanted a totally. story <laughs> it makes me wonder if any of those clippings like mention the saturday night like they don't i feel yeah, like maybe they don't I'm not too but it, you're totally right like i didn't even think about the fact that it was the next day but yeah we have so many clippings of the like brief live tyler drew peck it's just like nothing <laughs> we're speaking from again like a lot of this stuff really accentuates the fact that it was a different time it's it's great i just love that like drew and molly shannon are already like great friends you can tell they have a ama- amazing like rapport and then this happens and it's like a great part in the skit <laughs> it's a great skit i love the song too yeah me too <laughs> Whoa! So next, no. are surely problematic. <laughs> yeah. And I think we know that's this one is missing from Peacock. And I think it probably should be. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. So I'll, if, do you want me to introduce yeah, it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So it's a, it's a skit that's supposed to be like an art class. And Will Ferrell is, is as recurring character Terrence Maddox. And he is coming to um, pose as a nude model in like a... A live figure drawing. So Terrence Maddock is coming in as like the who is going to be posing for the figure drawing class. And first of all, he's like very like creepy and yeah. like really into like he's like, uh, let me warn you, like if you're pregnant, you're gonna get pregnant again as soon as I drop this robe and like all this stuff. And then Drew enters and they have this whole story of her as his wife, and they do like a flashback and show that he met her when he was in Vietnam and he like passes over three like Vietnamese women or who I assume are like yeah Asian women and comes to her and she's the only like white woman there and she's also 13 years old yeah. and when Would they say she's woman? 13 <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a good good point <laughs> when they say that she's 13 he's got like hearts in his eyes yeah, and, it like, is really so creepy rough. so first of all it's like racist and then it's like pedophilia like, yeah it's because like, then he makes like some racist jokes as well like Asians, yes. oh my gosh i was like i can't believe this was just totally normal back then like i was dying and i i i i remember thinking it was funny yeah and it's it's not that it's not like because the character will ferrell is funny like he could like read the phone book and i think i would think it was funny right you know and drew is hilarious as the like underage wife but it's like everything about like the setup it's like it goes a little too far it's just like (laughs) oh no yeah yeah so uh that's probably why you can't find this one on peacock (laughs) 
Yep. I will say that I felt like Drew's voice was kind of similar to her Smashley Simpson voice. That kind of like, hey, baby, what's taking so long? I'm getting bored out there. <laughs> You're so right. Hey, Smash. What's up, Maven? Scout. You are so right. <laughs> So Garbage performs again next, and I don't know if Drew introduces them again or not. So I feel like she does. I feel like it too. The rip on archive.org kind of starts immediately. Like it doesn't even show the band's photo. You know how normally they do that. And it's like, I know somewhere in my brain, because I've watched it enough from the original airing that I just don't know for sure. So it's kind of... I don't know why she wouldn't, to be honest. Yeah, I think, I mean, we'll be able to clarify this, but it might be quite some time before we can get access to our <laughs> actual Saturday Night Live tapes. Um, but it is interesting. That garbage thing is missing from Peacock, so we can't clarify from that. Yeah. But like Ashley said, the the performance is on the rip. And it's fun to watch. I like garbage, so it's fun to see their 1999 performance. Yeah. So then we've got another... Um, VH1 behind the music and this is worth mentioning because I know that there are like several parts of this that I quote it doesn't have Drew in it but it's Will Ferrell as um, the guy from the B-52s I'm blanking on his name but you know who it is and uh, (laughs) so you wrote down one quote this is like the final quote well the whole thing he's he's saying like uh, that he just likes to put funny words together for songs so he's just like spouting all these weird funny words off the top of his head Nocturnal emission. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> hey, I want to touch your pineapple. <laughs> yes, and I think Will Ferrell is hilarious. Yeah. Like, he's just sitting on a couch, even like the way he's moving around on the yeah. couch. We can move on, but <laughs> it's good. But um, it's a great one. <laughs> so you got to watch that one on the rip. You can't watch that on Peacock because the yep. B-52's music is playing in the background. Yep. Darn music rights. They ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> okay. And then we reach the end of the show. It's time for the good nights and the credits. So Drew's wearing that same floppy hat that she'll wear like four days later to the Matrix premiere, which is interesting. I love that. Yeah. And I yep, think that I love was it. like the... The only time we ever saw her was those two times, and then we didn't see it yep. again. She's not like a yep. big hat wearer, so it's interesting that she was wearing this at that time. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she thinks. So that's really cute. I like that. Yeah. She also thanks like her friends, but we don't know who came. So I'm just going to say two things. I always love these good nights and credits. Me too. Um, For some reason, I love, even though it's kind of like a funny, awkward thing that they make them like mingle on the stage until (laughs) all the credits roll. But I always love seeing like everyone on stage. There's something really fun about it. It definitely, I did like a couple of plays in high school and it definitely has that feeling of like after you do like curtain call and everybody's like hugging yeah. and stuff. Like it definitely feels That's like that. Point. I mean, it's like, I, I've i listened to a bunch of podcasts with like previous cast members or people that hosted Saturday Night Live. And it's like a hard thing. Like it's like the whole week that everyone's working their ass off to get the, the show out. Yeah. And then once they do this performance, it's like, 
<laughs> so it's so you can kind of feel the relief if you know that, but yeah. also it's just like wonderful. Um, but Drew says that it was the best night of her life, Aww. which is really cute. And you can tell she was just having so much fun the entire Such, time. She was having a blast. It's so Absolutely. Fun. Gosh, I feel like we covered everything <laughs> more than everything. There's some tangents in here, but hopefully they're funny and nostalgic. <laughs> Yeah, thinking back to the whole episode, what's your favorite part, you think? Do you have a favorite part? Yeah, I guess if I'm just going to go top of my head, it's going to be the monologue song because it's just like, it was so meaningful to me at the time, you know? I just really have like sentimental feelings about it. I'm going to go hard agree on that. Okay. <laughs> like, it's such a good one. I think that it's worth, like, anyone who's listening, if you've never seen it, like, if you don't watch anything else from this, watch that. Yeah. Like, it's it's so fun. Drew is so adorable. Like, they're having such a good time. They've, there's a lot of, like, guests c- coming in and out on the monologue. Like, it's a really beautiful way to kind of, like, it, I don't know. It's the most fun, like, bio of Drew I could think of. <laughs> Yeah, like, we should just like, really take down our whole biography from the Jerseyum.com and, and just, just put, this, put up. this up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So, so we've reached the end. Yay! This is a fun one. Yeah, nice, succinct, easy. Like, we have so much nostalgia for this that a lot of this, like, we're able to just kind of think of off yeah. the top of our head. But I love that you were able to pull a couple little tidbits that added uh, added some color to this. Like, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And if you guys like this, you know, maybe we'll do another SNL one of yeah. these days. But this one is, like, the one that it's just the easiest for me to go. Oh, we can totally discuss that. <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> if you guys enjoyed, also make sure you go. I'm still waiting to see who's going to be the first person to leave us a new review <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. The race is on, guys. Yep. Get it in there. <laughs> uh, and then go over and follow us on Instagram at HowDoYouDrewPod. Yes, please. Also visit our website at HowDoYouDrew.com. I've mentioned a few times this episode that... We have episode pages for each episode, and they all have lots of really great photos of things we're talking about. A lot of things having to do with Drew are visual. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, plus we include links of relevant stuff we talk about. So yes, if, like, yes. you want to go see things we discussed, which like blanking on a good example. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be able to access the archive.org. There you go. If you want to see the Twitter account where the guy just shows people introducing the bands on SNL, which is for some reason really entertaining. You know, I know. Ch- check out our page and we'll link right to it. And you know what? Guess what? Guess when we're going to see you next? <laughs> oh, Drew's Day? That, that little name that we coined? <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you join us next Drew's Day. In the meantime, check out all of our social meds and rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. Social meds to meet your social needs. We love you. Thank you. Oh, man. We're just being silly now. All right. This is a good one. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This episode of the How Do You Drew podcast was researched and produced by Ashley and Anne from thedrewzium.com with help from our sponsor, Positive Medium. Special thanks to Matt Costa for our lovely theme song, Roxy Prima for our adorable logo, and last but not least, Drew Barrymore and all the Drewbies who love her. We do this for you. Thank Thank you. you.